This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Before this next episode, I'd like to thank a few of my newest Patreon supporters, Tarsicio, Silas, and Eduardo. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. For those of you who want access to exclusive stories and early access to ad-free podcast episodes, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash drnosleep. Now time for the story. The steady, rhythmic beep seemed to shift from comforting to annoying to background noise in a semi-regular cycle. Currently, I found peace in knowing that the beeping was continuous confirmation that Davian was still alive. The police were skeptical when I explained what happened, but at this point, they're pretty used to me being involved in weird stuff. Fortunately, the medics didn't stop long enough to get lost in the details and rush Davian to the hospital. He was in pretty rough shape. His brains were pretty rattled from the fall, and his eye managed to smack a hunk of loose gravel that was large enough to cause some damage. He had some increased pressure in his skull, but luckily that went down over time. He should be on the road to recovery, but it was scary for a little bit. It seems that the internal freezing, for lack of a better term, didn't do any lasting harm, so at least there's that. But there's an even bigger problem. Severat is back. He took over Francine Mikiel, attacked me and Davian, and then left Francine's body a warm husk. Severat seems to be involved in Anthony Duplias's concerning shift in behavior, and to top it all off, his mother died under mysterious circumstances, and he just so happens to be the grandson of Pierre de Bonvillain, the founder of the Sect of Devotion, which, it turns out, may have been worshipping Severat this whole time. With a web of connections this complicated, I feel like I'm in some supernatural soap opera. I went to the hospital to be with Davian as soon as the police were finished with their questions. I need to figure out how to remove Severat from Anthony's life, but running over there without a plan would be a good way to get everyone involved killed. Davian's room at the hospital would give me a place to think. My last case started out pretty benign. Davian and I, along with two other members, Amelie and Cosette, investigated the issue. I was new to the province and had found a family of sorts with this group. I'd been looking for a fresh start after my disastrous time in Montana. The less said about that, the better. We had begun investigating some weird references to a being named Severat floating around online. Usually, the internet is an absolutely awful place to do our research. Way too many crackpots and conspiracy theories. But the references to it were also referencing elsewhere, and that got a huge reaction from Amelie. I, I, I can't go back there, she stammered, terrified as soon as we mentioned elsewhere. What is it? I asked. No one knows, Davian said. If Amelie hadn't actually had first-hand experience with it, I'd assume it was more neo-magician nonsense. Cosette nodded. Amelie? She asked gently. Would you be able to help us out with some info? I... I just... Amelie broke down in sobs. Cosette gave her a hug, holding Amelie in her arms while she sobbed. I went there as a child, Amelie said. 
Minutes later, when the overwhelming emotions began to drop back down to a simmer, I was so little, only seven, but this horrible thing stole me out of my dreams and hid me deep down in the elsewhere. It said things to me that I can never unhear, and then it left me there and took over my body. It did horrible things to me. I was trapped in the elsewhere for months before someone finally pieced together that it wasn't just bad behavior, and I was saved. As we asked Amelie more questions, we realized that she didn't actually know that much about it other than what she had lived firsthand. The trauma was still very present for Amelie. We decided to not let her participate anymore in the case, both for her own safety as well as ours. We didn't want her to freeze up in a critical moment. It wouldn't be her fault, but it could still lead to an injury or death for any of us. The research didn't get us very far. Severat was sometimes called a demon, sometimes a djinn, sometimes a spirit. There were people who claimed it had possessed them. Most of them described it as horrible. Some simply said it was like being in a fog and they couldn't remember much. And one memorable person described a sexual encounter with the being while they were possessed by it that was far more than I would ever have hoped to know. In a nutshell, the internet research gave us what you would expect it to. Some disagreeing evidence and a weird sex story. We had run completely out of ideas, and since the references we had found were few and undetailed, we decided it was probably just an urban legend that had taken root online. A slender man for the esoterica crowd. Three weeks later, a new story popped up about a suicide victim who had carved the name Severat into their chest before slicing their own throat. That got our attention. A week later, another person was found, a college student who had just been accepted into med school. The next month, it was a local government official. The cops began to suspect a serial killer was at work, someone who had found a way to make each of these murders look like a suicide. But if the killer had gone through all the work to fake the suicides, why had they done something so obviously connected as carving the same name into the chest of each? Three days after the government official, while we were sitting in the small kitchen area we used as a break room, Cosette turned to Amelie and said, I've missed you, little Amelie. You've grown up so much since I last saw you all those years ago. Cosette's voice wasn't Cosette's voice. It was gravely and, and deep with a violent menace I didn't think Cosette could ever be capable of. Amelie screamed. Cosette laughed a deep, brutal laugh. Do you recognize me, little one? Amelie's eyes began to twitch and spin, and she collapsed to the ground. Cosette turned to face me. My name is Severat. She said in a voice that wasn't hers. I believe you've been doing a bit of researching on me. I'm honored, truly. I didn't know what to say. If I could even get any words out of my mouth, so I said nothing. Cat got your tongue. It happens, I suppose. Cosette picked up a knife from the table where she had been spreading mayo on her sandwich and moved towards me. Whoa, wait, what are you doing? I said, knowing the answer. I want to consume you. I want you to be my next suicide. Why me? You just look so pathetic. No one would doubt you snapped, killed your friends, and then yourself. Cosette lunged at me, 
poking disturbingly claw-like nails into my arm. I screamed in pain. I tried to fight off Cosette, but her strength seemed magnified by Severat. Her free hand went around my throat, squeezing tight. It immediately cut off my air, and I flailed at her, panicking. Right as the edges of my vision started to go blurry, I heard a hard thud, and suddenly the vice around my neck was released. I fell to the floor, gasping for air. Looking up, I saw Davian standing above me, the fire extinguisher in his hands. Cosette had crumpled to the ground next to me, and I scooted myself away. I hit her in the head with a a fire extinguisher, Davian said. I don't think she's going to be getting up from that too soon. I can't be near her. Not until I know that creature is out of her. Davian helped me up and brought me over to the couch. I fell back into it and sat there while he got me water. What just happened? I asked. Sever it just happened, he replied. I'll be right back. I should check on Amelie. As he stood back up, there was a piercing scream. My eyes shot up and I looked across the room. The image has never left me. Cosette has gotten back up and taken off her shirt. She still had hold of the knife and was already most of the way through carving Severat's name into her chest. The scream had come from Amelie, who woke up just in time to see the horrifying mutilation. Davian ran to Cosette to try and stop Severat, but he was too far away. Cosette's hand reached up and drew the knife across her throat. The blood geysered out, spraying Davian in the face. I remember screaming coming from all three of us before things got foggy again. Amelie never recovered. She left our little group a few days later. I tried to check in on her, but when I went to her apartment, she had moved out. No forwarding address left behind. The case closed because Davian and I were too rattled to dive right back in. It was too personal. Thought it might be time to reach out to some colleagues, have someone else take over the investigation. This was when Davian dropped the Anthony Duplies case file on my desk. I looked over at him, unmoving on the bed. Were there any clues? Any takeaways from our last encounter with Severat? Anything I could use against him now? Not even a little bit but it was all I had. So what now? The smart thing to do would be to get back up. Fortunately, I knew some people in the field. I picked up my phone. I had some calls to make. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you sometimes feel like you need to get something off your chest? Everyone, including myself, carries around stress, and sometimes it builds up until it feels like you might burst. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Therapy is a safe space to talk through what's on your mind and figure out how to move forward. With BetterHelp, you can finally get things off your chest and start working through what's weighing you down. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed for convenience and flexibility to make it easy to fit your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and start your sessions. If your therapist isn't a perfect fit, you can easily switch at no additional charge. So why not give it a try? Therapy offers broad benefits from reducing stress to gaining new insights. Take that step with BetterHelp and feel the relief. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DNS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot DNS. Thanks for listening. To get notified every time a new episode is released, be sure to click the follow or subscribe button 
and turn on all notifications.